0: And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other health care provider. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal's not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign-up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code SEAN, S-E-A-N i right, glad you're with us. Toll-free numbers 800 941 Sean You want to be a part of the program? Uh, you know, you got to give our buddy, our meteorologist, the official meteorologist of the Sean Hannity Show credit at WeatherBell.com. Because, yeah, Texas and the country got hit as hard as he was warning it would get hit and massive power outages. As the winter freeze, now four million people in Texas in the dark, and that means they have no heat unless they have a generator. I I strongly recommend even a tiny generator uh, for everybody if you can if you can find one. They probably won't have it for this time, but it's I just think it's a good thing to have. But you know, as as many will tell you, I'm always thinking in apocalyptic terms, <laughs> and so all my friends say, "I'm going to your house when something bad happens." I'm like, "All right, great." Uh, just make sure you announce yourself before coming in. Um, if uh, tough times come, I I just believe in preparing for tough times. Over a million outages just in the Houston area alone, and I mean not good at all. Um, I noticed that this you know remember we were watching all the California you know rollouts of energy and blackouts that were happening. You know, part of this is connected to this global warming madness, and nobody really wants to ever talk about it. But if you look at it, you know, it's 4.3 million people without heat, and it's, you know, feeling like 20 below zero in some places. Uh, That's a big problem for a lot of people. you got older people. You've got young kids. And if you don't have heat in your house, you're going to be freezing fast and on top of it, people don't really have the ability because they don't have snow removal equipment. They don't have plows and sanders and salters and all the things that that snow states have. Uh, the power shortages in many ways. I think the Wall Street Journal got this right today. You know, gas and, and power prices. Have you noticed that they're now spiking all across the country, all across the central U.S.? T- Texas regulators now, ordering rolling blackouts uh, as of yesterday is this Arctic blast frozen these wind turbines. This was in the Wall Street Journal. I'm thinking, oh, what about the great wind turbines that kill birds? Anyway, a little bit of a paradox of the left's climate agenda. Yeah, okay, the less we use fossil fuels, the more we need them. And now we're going to be dependent on countries that hate us. For for the needs that that we we look, it's the lifeblood of the world's economy, whether you want to admit that fact or not. And I'm still an all the above guy. You show me a way that we're going to get energy that's going to be cheap and that and affordable. That that's better than fossil fuels, gas, oil, coal. I'm all ears. You haven't convinced me. It's wind turbines and solar power. You haven't convinced me that's going to be enough. Anyway, so they, you know, the same thing that California experienced, these rolling blackouts. I guess it's better than everybody being without power, but they do it on purpose. they say, OK, well, we'll give this part of town heat for three hours. Then we'll give this part of town heat for three hours because we don't have enough to heat the whole town. Enough power to ensure that everybody can heat their own home. I mean, it's that, uh, that is rough. Texas was, you know, this a state awash in gas and oil. The Electric Reliability Council of Texas, which oversees the state's wholesale power market, urged residents this weekend conserve power to avoid power outages. Sounds like Jimmy Carter telling us and lecturing us to, you know, wear sweaters in our house. I mean, it's just people had enough of that pretty quickly. Um, But anyway, the Texas emergency energy emergency that was called Public Utility Commissioner Uh, chairman dm walker said my understanding is the wind turbines are all frozen and we're working already to try and ensure that we have enough power but it's taking a lot of coordination they're not ready for this winter weather the death toll now i think we're up at 11 dead from this winter storm it's a lot of people at least 11 deaths according to cbs news linked to the dangerous wintry storm that's been breaking low temperatures all across the country Four million homes and and businesses in Texas without power, frozen wind turbines, limited gas supplies have hampered the ability to generate enough power. According to Texas energy officials, among the dead, a woman and a girl who are in an attached garage in, in Houston because people have been taken to their cars so they can get warm again. And authorities there said they suffered from carbon monoxide poisoning. So did a man and a young boy from the same family that were hospitalized. No word on their condition. Fort Worth, Texas, two people in critical condition, one in serious condition, and what was believed to be another carbon monoxide poisoning. I mean, if you got to go in your car to get heat, you, you can't be in an enclosed area. Better you move the car outside and probably even crack the window a hair, even though I know it's counterintuitive. Uh, at least you're getting some fresh air in the car, considering you, you're reliant on the heat um so you know our thoughts and prayers there's not much right now that we can do to help our friends in texas anything that they need the american people are the most generous on the face of the earth i know americans will go all in but we're not going to be able to get everybody that needs one a a generator in this short a period of time unfortunately i wish it was the case but unfortunately it's not the case um and this is this these are just the beginning of of these problems with green energy a Green New Deal, a socialist utopia, you know, ending the pipeline. You know, if Republicans, it, you know, I really watched with with anger and fury at like these leaders in the Senate, like McConnell and and Thune. I watch these guys and I'm like, you know, Thune, I'm sure we'll consider a censure. And Mitch McConnell's speech on Saturday, I'm like, really, you got to be kidding me. When has he ever given a speech? He watched the videos of Kamala Harris, of Maxine Waters, of Joe Biden, of Nancy Pelosi, of Chuck Schumer. I never heard such passion in my life from Mitch McConnell. Didn't even know he had it in him. When does he ever apply the same standards to Democrats, which was such an effective defense by Trump's lawyers? And, And this is where Republicans, they don't, They never understood and don't understand putting aside the the personality part, the stylistic side of Donald Trump for a minute here. Why why did thousands of people show up, line the streets on President's Day yesterday to cheer on Donald Trump when he was driving back from from playing golf earlier in the day? Thousands of people showed up and it wasn't organized by anybody associated with Trump that I know. Why were they there? Because is it is it because, well, obviously, the impeachment vote on Saturday probably had something to do with it. president's day having something to do with it. But but what can Republicans learn from Donald Trump? Now, again, I'm putting aside stylistics. I'm putting aside January 6th for a minute here to make a point, because one of the reasons I would argue Donald Trump even got elected, we all knew he was a disruptor. We knew he was an iconoclast. We knew he was not a conventional politician. We, meaning we, the American people, you voted for Donald Trump. And 75 million voted the second time. Rarely, that was by far and away the largest number of voters for any Republican running for president in history. And it's very rare that you see an 11 or 12 million vote increase when somebody's running for re-election, And he shattered that record, too. And he did it. Why? What is it? What is the appeal? Well, it's because he made promises and he fought to keep them. And he fought hard. And he and he and he went out there and every day in his style, which, okay, if you don't like his style, I I get that, actually. I understand it. I'm I'm from New York and I'm I'm not going to sit here. And be a snowflake and act like I've never heard rough language before. I'm not. And all those people in the media, I would argue, are feigning phony outrage. Because if they really cared about insurrectionist, inciting language, then they would apply the same standards to Kamala Harris. Start with that one. After the Minneapolis police precinct was burned to the ground and the rioting going on, and she jumps on with Stephen Colbert uh, you better beware, and take note on both. Le- you take note on both levels. They're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. We're not. We. We shouldn't stop. Like, whoa, or Chuck Schumer on the steps of the Supreme. You won't know what hit you, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Wow. You know, I, I'm. I'm looking at the mob media coverage of of Biden is so fawning. And, you know, Biden likes to put his own logs in the fireplace uh, in the White House. Oh, I'm so thankful that I got to learn that. And that he beat his granddaughter at Camp David and at at Mario Kart. Mario is one of those, you know, kid games like on PlayStation or whatever. And Joe and Jill Biden bought, you know, Public displays of affection, PDA, back to the White House. And Joe goes to church more than any other president in modern times. Now, by the way, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with any of this. Did Donald Trump ever get this coverage? I don't think so. I don't recall. He um, had a, a California, well, I'll talk about that later. Um, this was interesting. Breaking 911, it said that. Vice President Kamala Harris has been taking calls with world leaders on behalf of President Joe Biden. Recently speaking with President Macron of France and Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau. Well, that's interesting. It's very interesting to me. Um, The agenda, we told you everything that they said they're going to do. I told you to believe them yesterday. I told you about guns. Now, there's an article in the Atlanta Voice on Fox News and in Reuters, similar article, how Congresswoman uh, Sheila Jackson Lee sits on numerous House committees, including Judiciary Budget Homeland Security. Now, reparations is going to be debated, H.R. 40. That's, again, what is Biden's agenda? Biden's anti-drilling interior nominee once led a company, by the way, that I actually profited from fossil fuels. New Mexico Democrat Deb Haaland is her name. Co-sponsor the Green New Deal 2019. Pledged to vote against all new fossil fuel infrastructure. Oh, wh- wh- what do we say to the guys losing their jobs here? High-paying career jobs in the energy sector. It's unbelievable. Now they're moving Medicare for All. That's part of the agenda. That's now, that's now happening. You know, add to the rest of the agenda, you know, Biden's immigration reform is going to be unveiled this week. That means amnesty. And they're already, by the way, have a couple of stories. The Biden's DHS secretary releasing border crossers into the U.S. And guess what? They're not even giving them a coronavirus test. You have the Senate complicit in providing cover for Biden's. Oh, it's an open border plan. They just had what, 25,000 people allowed to stay just last week. This is the, everything we told you. Being a conservative is not hard. We should have health care cooperatives, health savings accounts. You should have lower taxes, more freedom, less bureaucracy so we can create great manufacturing career jobs. You know, we, we want originalists on the court, constitutionalists. We want law and order, safety and security in every town and city. Good schools for our kid and every, kids in every town and city. We want border security. We want energy independence. We want peace through strength, and we want free and fair trade. And and what's so complicated about being a conservative today? It's not complicated. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor, and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast.
0: I guess morning, Joe, our old friend, uh, Joe Scarborough, is uh, in a little bit of trouble. Uh, apparently called businesses destroyed uh, in some of the the riots uh, by Antifa, et cetera, et cetera, over the summer. Uh, nothing more than taco stands. What? I reading? I can't even believe what I'm reading. Listen,
7: because I know they're idiots on other cable news channels. That will will say, well, you know, this mom and pop store was vandalized uh, during the summer riots. And that's just as bad as the United States Capitol being vandalized. No, no, actually, no, no, jackass. It's not (laughs) the capital of the United States of America is the center of American democracy. And while I am a fierce believer in people's right to defend their private property, I'm not going to confuse a taco stand the United States Capitol. I'm not going to confuse the selling of tacos with actually moving through a constitutional process that is laid out in the United States Constitution for members of the the, the, the House and the Senate to actually uh, to perform their constitutional duties. No, 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 no. Property damage does not equal uh, insurrection.
0: There were, there were properties burned to the ground. Businesses destroyed. Lives destroyed with them. Police precincts burned to the ground. Occupation of city blocks happened. What happened in the Capitol, I'm I'm saying every single day, we cannot ever allow this to happen again. But, you know, it was over there at MSDNC and fake news CNN, they have, like, cities burning behind them. Arson, looting, bricks, frozen water bottles, Molotov cocktails we're talking about violence, rioting in any way, shape, matter or form is just wrong. How do you diminish just taco stands? No, Joe, that's that's people's livelihood, their heart, their soul, their dream, you know, going up in smoke. It's just they're both wrong and we can we can do better. But you got to say it's wrong. His network denied that truth. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast.
0: All right, 25 to the top of the hour 800-941 Sean, play the Scarborough cut again and and I'm not disputing I I've, I've been out here saying every day that in a post 911 world it's incomprehensible to me that our institution and any elected official and I said this all through the Obama years we you you got to protect our elected officials this and that doesn't matter what party you're you're from or what your political views are The Capitol is an institution. We, that's the people's house. These are our elected officials. It's not about politics. This is one of these things that transcends all politics. You got to protect elected officials. You know, you you, you think of the over 2,000 cops injured, almost 2,500 cops injured over the summer. You think of, you know, the nearly 30 people that were killed over the summer. You think of police being pelted with Molotov cocktails and and rocks and bricks and frozen water bottles and knives and guns and and federal courthouses that they're attempting to burn them to the ground and taking over city blocks, burning police precincts to the ground, burning police cars in New York like crazy and attacking law enforcement and then attacking, yeah, you know, small businesses. You know, I we I need to get a, an actual count. How many people? Anybody that I know that goes into business, every single person, they don't go into business thinking that they're gonna fail or that their their taco stand, to quote Joe, is gonna be burned to the ground. Their livelihood depends on this. You know, is it a matter of degrees? What's right? What's wrong? Uh, we uh, how we don't, don't, did not protect the capital is incomprehensible, but why people denied and refused to acknowledge that which our eyes can see, our eyes weren't lying to us all throughout the summer when the violence erupted and the chop, the chaz, autonomous summer of love, spaghetti potluck zinner's dinner zones showing up, or that police precincts burned to the ground, city blocks taken over. And business is destroyed. Every person I know in business, they put everything they've got into that business. All these restaurant owners I've talked about because of draconian shutdown efforts. By the way, looks like Ron DeSantis proved to be the guy that got it right. Not Governor Newsom and certainly not Andrew Cuomo. They got it wrong. They got it wrong on a million different levels. You know, these, these businesses... Economists saying thousands of them torched in major cities all across the country, tens of billions in damages, dreams shattered, shattered. You know, you know, to open a restaurant. Let's say, let's take Joe's Joe's example, taco stand. How much, how much can you charge for a taco? I love tacos. I like Taco Bell, I like the hard shell, and I just like it plain with the meat, nothing else on it. And everybody looks at me like there's something wrong with me. I don't care. I like Taco Bell. I, like, I, I, I really like mom and pop. I love hot dog stands. If they have Sabret with the casing on it, I, you can't hardly find them. If I find one, I'm their best customer. But you think of, okay, well, you got to pay for the rent. You got to or buy the building. Then you got to build out the kitchen. Then you got to hire full staff. And how much can you charge for a taco? Only so much. How much can you charge for a Coke or a Pepsi, whatever, you, whatever your drink of choice is? I don't know, Red Bull, Monster, whatever you like to drink. How much can you charge? It's, a, it's, a, it's the tiniest margin business. You have, you, have, you have iconic restaurants in New York that have shut their doors forever. Restaurants. Now, if it's the prestigious 21 Club or a taco stand, does it matter? lives are shattered you know we can't be putting people's lives we can't put cops lives in jeopardy we can't put sto- we, we, we have to protect every business we have to protect our capital we have to protect every elected official the difference is is during the summer nobody wanted to say this the silence was deafening it's wrong it's wrong play it again
7: because i know they're idiots on other cable news channels that will we'll say, well, you know, this mom and pop store was vandalized uh, during the summer riots, and that's just as bad as the United States Capitol being vandalized. No, no, actually, no, no, jackass, it's not. <laughs> the Capitol of the United States of America is the center of American democracy. And while I am a fierce believer in people's right to defend their private property, I'm not going to confuse a taco stand With the United States Capitol, I'm not going to confuse the selling of tacos with actually moving through a constitutional process that is laid out in the United States Constitution for members of the the House and the Senate to actually uh, to perform their constitutional duties. No, 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 no. Property damage does not equal uh, insurrection.
0: Law and order, peace and prosperity. The mob, the media, we played so many montages, remember? Denying the reality, what our own eyes were showing us. Even when thousands of cops got hurt, when people died, businesses, dreams destroyed. Listen.
8: I characterize this. This is
9: mostly a protest. It is not.
6: It is not, generally speaking, unruly. Peaceful protest. Peaceful protesters. Peaceful protest. 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 Peaceful protest.
10: Peaceful protest.
11: Peaceful protest.
10: Peaceful protest. Peaceful
0: protest. Peaceful protest. Peaceful protest. Peaceful protest. Peaceful protest. Peaceful protest. Peaceful A CNN reporter, mostly peaceful protest behind the reporter. The city was ablaze. The same thing on fake news, uh, conspiracy TV, MSDNC. Same thing. I don't know. You know, it's unbelievable to me. I love small business owners. I love mom and pop shops. I, I, I'm going to be very blunt and honest, and I'm not patting myself on the back here. I'm just saying I tried to do my little part, just a little part. I ordered more food than I would ever, ever in a million years consume. So during COVID to show support for my, my favorite restaurants, because I know, I know these waiters, I know these cooks and chefs, and I know the owners, they're dying they're trying their best to hang on, a lot of them, and a lot of them aren't making it. Man. Just so easy, you know. It's, and and let, me, let, me, let me shatter another little illusion here. Nobody in TV is, should be screaming poverty or, or acting like they can identify. None of us can. I've said many times, yeah, I'm, I used to do real work in restaurants washed dishes, I was a cook, I was a busboy, a waiter, bartender. I know people roll their eyes when I say it. House painter, paper hanger, laid tile, did reconstruction, fell off a roof, three stories. I told all these stories. It was 20 years of my life, though. 20 years of my life. Best thing that ever happened to me. You know, because you get praise you don't deserve if you're in the public eye. You just do. And I just, I, you know what, that and my belief in God, the two things that keep me somewhat, somewhat grounded, thank God. Which, you know, you, why? You get to sign autographs? Why is my autograph more important than a contract? It's not. I know it when I'm signing it, but I just, you know, people, I want to be nice. I thank my customers. I'm, I'm providing goods and services here. News, information that you won't get from the mob. And opinion. News, information, and opinion. And you know it's got its downside too, getting the crap kicked out of you every day. But that's that goes with the territory. You know, I had my team start looking into Mitch McConnell and John Thune's comments, for example, on the biggest corruption, abuse of power scandal in history. I just had them go back and look. Now McConnell did a few things. He he, he embraced the idea of supporting subpoena subpoenas for Obama era, era officials. Um and that Senate Republicans are taking steps to issue subpoenas for a variety of Obama administration officials, Operation Crossfire Hurricane, and said, you know, um, as if the debacle needed more shocking behavior, I understand a federal judge may try to continue prosecuting one of the cases, talking about, I think, the General Flynn case. And certainly you would think the outgoing admin- Obama administration should have used the awesome power of the federal government to try and, pry into their political rivals if they had. And I'm thinking, compare that to Mitch McConnell's hatred of Donald Trump and comments about Donald Trump. I don't think any of these politicians, starting with Joe wanting to beat the hell out of President Trump when he's president, or Kamala Harris, they're not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. We're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. Take note on both levels. Beware. I'm going to take Trump out tonight. How is that not viewed as insurrectionist? Same with same with John Thune. Yeah, the optics are are pretty bad for Biden and the Obama administration. (laughs) Okay, that's your big comment. Why weren't they leading the charge, calling out, you know, lying on FISA applications, premeditated fraud, real Russia, quote, collusion? Hillary's dirty Russian dossier that she bought and paid for misinformation dossier. Then those that abused power and used it to spy on a a presidential candidate and a president. Didn't hear a lot of yelling about that. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, There's a lot going on. I will tell you this. I do have this one other thing I wanted to share with you, too, about energy. Forbes put out a piece outlining issues with the reliability of renewable energy sources. Now, I'm an all-the-above guy, but right now, the lifeblood of our economy is oil, gas, and coal of the world's economy. Anyway, so freezing rain ahead of plunging temperatures has now frozen some of these wind turbines solid. means there's not enough electricity being produced at the very moment when it's needed the most. And the ramifications they go on of changing the current electric grid from carbon and nuclear-based sources to wind, solar, and other environmentally and politically correct sources are not esoteric. They're real, consequential, and even life-threatening, they say. Nothing is fail-safe, but more traditional sources of energy currently have a leg up on renewables because the infrastructure is hardened and pervasive. Old-school energy sources were here first. It's plain and simple. AP reported yesterday about the damage that swept Texas with this winter storm knocking out power for more than 4 million people, shutting down grocery stores, air travel. Fox Business reporting that the Trump administration's energy secretary, the guy that followed uh, our friend, uh, Governor Perry, Rick Perry, what we're seeing today is an avoidable tragedy. Yeah, you think so? Sort of like, you know, watching the coronavirus. Um, By the way, we found out that According to the Daily Mail, Robert De Niro covered 80 percent of Nobu's operating costs. Apparently, I guess he's a part owner. Uh, you know, I'm just I, I just nothing surprises me anymore. You know, then we you know, we're watching. This whole thing that went took went down yesterday. With Governor Cuomo. It's the same with Newsom. Newsom now they have the they have the number of signatures needed. They need they're just going to get a lot of extra so they can guarantee a recall vote out in California. I think every state should have that. And then Andrew's out there saying, well, no, no, no. We have to separate political spin from facts. Okay. The fact is that he made the choice. He he signed the executive order. And it's not because nursing homes wanted more money. And it's not because of Donald Trump. Eighty percent of the beds that Trump built, manned, all the all the mask, gloves, gowns, shields necessary ventilators were were given to New York by Trump. They, they they didn't use them and they did send people with covid into nursing homes. It wasn't just people that worked there. From the hospitals, nursing home owners, they, they could lose their license, so they're hesitant to speak out about Cuomo. But they were screaming, we don't have the capability to handle this. Screaming about it. And then longtime nursing home workers slamming the governor, you know, for for blaming the staffs at these nursing homes for the COVID spread. Joe Biden, by the way, backs Newsom as the recall. By the way, his approval dropped 18% out in California. It's, it's, It's Ron DeSantis. Biden cannot... Square wanting open borders for illegal immigrants, travel restrictions for Americans. They're trying to prevent people from flying to Florida. Florida. Florida got it right. New York, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, California got it wrong. And I'm not even, I, I, I'm giving some slack here because I don't think a lot of people did it on purpose. They just screwed up. Everybody got everything wrong. Experts were wrong. Models were wrong. But we still got the vaccine. We're
12: going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down to Anyone the Capitol. You want. But I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never... Take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard
0: peacefully patriotically make your voices heard as you just heard oh they forgot that they had they, they didn't put that in their their selective editing oh what a shock all right so here's pat Leahy announcing the senate acquittal of donald trump and nancy pelosi yeah she failed on a spectacular level although i'm sure that's not where the intention is if they have a real investigation it's going to be just the opposite <laughs>
10: 57,
11: yep. yep. The yeas are 57, the nays are 43, uh, two-thirds of the senators present not having voted guilty. The Senate judges that the respondent, Donald John Trump, former president of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the
13: article of impeachment.
10: As far as the impeachment trial is concerned, Senator Graham said that if the Democrats call any witness that they'll be prepared, that the Republicans will be prepared to call in the FBI and quote, tell us about people who pre planned this attack and what happened with the security footprint at the Capitol.
3: What's your response to that? And your question is a waste of time.
0: Oh, the question's a waste of time. Uh, let me give you the chain of command because the chain of command is clear. And that is congressional research, if you're interested, the relationship between the House sergeant of arms, Speaker of the House, Sergeant at Arms attends all floor sessions, is tasked with maintaining order under the direction of the speaker and other presiding officers. And should an incumbent sergeant at arms not complete a term, the speaker of the House has the power to appoint. Uh, And in terms of reporting the letter from GOP lawmakers, et cetera, et cetera, this was her responsibility. Now, I guarantee you anything they do is going to be let's get Trump. Let's get Trump. Ron Johnson pointed out, by the way, about Mitch McConnell. Yeah, his anti-Trump speech does not reflect our conference. More and more people now, even within the Senate, are saying bye-bye, Mitch. Uh, And we'll see what happens on that front over time. You saw the the people showing up in Palm Beach yesterday on President's Day. i would never seen anything like it. I mean, has John Thune or Mitch McConnell ever seen a crowd like that? ever in their political careers, I I, kind of tend to doubt it. Um, If you want to look at some polling data, we have some. Seventy-five percent of Republicans want Donald Trump to play a prominent role in the GOP. American support for a third political party has now reached a new high, with 62 percent of adults saying the parties do such a poor job representing the country that a third party is needed and an even higher percentage of Republicans. Yeah, 63%, according to Forbes, voice support for the creation of a new party compared to 70% of independents, 46% of Democrats. Everybody's fed up with all these swamp creatures. Uh, anyway, joining us now, Craig Kashishian is with us. Uh, by the way, educated at Cornell. Uh, Matt Towery with us, syndicated columnist, attorney, and pollster. Welcome both of you to the program. Uh, Okay, so you saw what Mitch McConnell did and I'm sitting there watching. You know, I don't remember Mitch McConnell and John Thune ever. The leaders in the Senate for the Republicans. I, I never heard them criticize the comments of, let's see, the vice president, Kamala Harris or Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or Joe Biden or Maxine Waters. No, they save all their their vitriol for Donald Trump. This is why, you know, rank and file Republicans like Trump and hate the establishment, Matt.
14: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a little confounding because I think they live in that D.C. bubble and they just keep hearing the same bubble and the same reverberation over and over and over again. And somehow they must have gotten it into their mind that the polling was completely the opposite and that somehow Republicans had suddenly just washed their hands of Donald Trump which nothing can be further from the truth. Whether you like it, don't like it, it is the reality. And I think Craig and I would both tell you that right now I'm not optimistic about uh, the Senate races coming up in two years because I'm not optimistic that they're going to change their approach, the way they see things. Um, They ran miserable campaigns in Georgia. And let me just add one thing. I've read where Mitch McConnell keeps saying that we know why we lost Georgia. It's because of Donald Trump. That's not true. That vote was held on January the 5th, before the 6th. And the reasons they lost in Georgia were twofold. One, they ran ads that were a giant dog whistle that had Raphael Warnock in them and Reverend Wright, and it irritated the African-American community, and they turned out at a higher number than they did in the general election. And number two, they ran away from President Trump and did not use him in a television commercial statewide, had those two things changed, Both of those people would still be in the U.S. Senate right now. It is not Donald Trump's fault.
0: And, and Craig, I mean, when it, Donald Trump supported the two thousand dollars relief, so you got Joe Biden out there, and all the and the Democratic Senate uh, candidates out there saying we're going to give you two thousand, and Mitch McConnell insists that it's only going to be six hundred. So that's what Leffler and Purdue are left with.
13: That's right. And thank you for having me aboard. Uh, our good friend Robert Cahaley of Trafalgar and I were both in Georgia at the same time, and we compared our notes, and sure enough, that was the, that was the tipping point, Sean, that $2,000 gambit versus the 600 Figure that, uh, that, that the president was acting like a quarterback, trying to get us over the line, and Mitch McConnell was the center, and he blew the snap when uh, the president said, hey, let's raise this to two grand. You don't offer uh, a, a man dying of thirst a glass of water in the desert, and then yank it back, and that's exactly what Mitch McConnell did, and it hurt uh, the ticket. And I think that was—we actually have empirical evidence showing how both candidates were, were winning. Our Republican candidates were winning at that point. And then, after Mitch McConnell fumbled that snap, uh, both were losing. I mean, it was clear as crystal.
0: And this is now a big problem, Matt Towery, and that is that. I, I Maybe he thinks that he can purge the party of Trump supporters and and reestablish the old order of, uh, I guess, establishment candidates and and think that they're going to, quote, take back the party from those that like America, make America great again and America first. I don't think that's going to happen.
14: No. And I, I tell you who I feel sorry for is is Senator Rick Scott, who now has to be the head of the senatorial committee to try to get this thing across the finish line, and he's got this mess on his hands. You talk about a way not to succeed. It's, and let me tell you, these, these memos are going around D.C. left and right from Republican consultants about how we need to get back to the basics of conservatism and the like. Look, I get it. They don't like Donald Trump. I get it. They did not like his style. I get it. But if you look at what they have in all these memos where they're going to reinvent the Republican Party, everything they talk about are things that Donald Trump achieved in four years. I find it just stunning. That they, that they put all of their cannon fodder and all of their attacks on Donald Trump instead of the, the other side, where, where they're going to have to try to get some leverage to, to win the next races and take over the Senate.
0: Well, I mean, and that's going to be a already it's a, a Herculean task. Uh, but I do see a split that I'd never seen before, Lindsey Graham, Ron Johnson, Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, and and others—they they don't seem too intimidated taking on Mitch McConnell anymore. He doesn't seem uh, as all powerful as perhaps he once was or thought he was.
14: Craig, well, I, okay. I I think that, I think that's the case. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, Matt, you wanted to add some? Go ahead.
14: Yeah, well, I was just going to add um, if right now the party has basically been led the true party, which is is that seventy five percent because they still dominate the party. They've been led by people like Lindsey Graham because Lindsey Graham has been now articulating what they've been thinking and what they've been believing. And there's, when you see the leadership in the Senate going the complete opposite and clinging to these concepts, that I can tell you, I haven't polled it myself, but when I, when I have organizations uh, like Quinnipiac and CBS News and the like showing that 80 percent plus of Republicans stand with Trump, you don't have to be a genius to figure out which direction the party is headed.
0: You, you really don't. Yeah, you know, I don't point. think conservatism, guys, is that hard. I And I say this all the time. All right. What do I care about? I care about uh, f- greater freedom. Uh, I want lower taxes, less bureaucracy to help build jobs. I want constitutionalists on the court. Not that hard. I want secure borders. I want energy independence, all of the above. It's not that complicated either. Uh, I'd like that all these states run by Democrats for decades that are failing on law and order and safety and security and have decimated our educational system. I I'd like to fix those things and then free and fair trade. And then something called peace through strength. And I think you pretty much have summed up who Sean Hannity is politically.
14: Yeah, I think so. And and, And let me, let me just point out also that those are the very things that Donald Trump achieved in four years. Now they didn't get all completed. You can't do everything in four years. But I think the reason that there's such a disconnect is that these people who are supporting him, even if they didn't like his style, like the results that they had and the fact that he did it in such record time, everything from trying to work on border security to to lowering taxes, to getting those justices appointed. That's the stuff that, that the Republicans have been talking about forever that they were going to achieve. Well, he actually did it. And so I don't think these people are going to leave Donald Trump just because mitch mcconnell and a group of of, of senators or some insiders in dc have decided that all of a sudden that he's no longer palatable
0: quick break right back more with craig kashishian and matt Towery on the other side Eight hundred nine four one. 941 sean and your calls next half hour once again pure talk my sponsor and my wireless company they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality podcast.
0: Right, as we continue, Craig Kashishian is with us and uh, Matt Towery back with us. The Democrats have the same battle going on within their party, although they seem to have pretty much all coalesced behind this Green New Deal socialist madness. And one has to wonder w- what the outcome of that is. I think it could, knowing that socialism always fails, result, Craig, I'll give you first crack at this, in failure um, this is going to come back and bite them all. And I don't know how they begin to moderate this extremism.
13: I agree. Uh, look at Texas case in chief, look at California case in chief, Texas is freezing as we speak. Uh, that's thanks to uh, windmills and other issues that, uh, were on the, that sucked up power off the grid. And now they're all iced up like propellers frozen on a, on a, on a tarmac. And, and now the Texas the good people of Texas are paying a price for that. Uh, this is what happens when you don't open up the energy industry to private sector and to market forces and let governments and bureaucrats dictate policy. And I think it's going to reverberate, especially here in California, where I live, where I'm speaking to you from. And uh, I think California is ripe for a, a renaissance and populism to with the recall.
0: Of the, I don't know. Uh, I don't see that at all. Now, they might get rid of Newsom, but even that, I think, is a long shot. But We'll have to wait and see.
13: And I will tell you for a fact that the president did the Republican Party a huge favor. He inverted it back to its populist roots. And all the things you uh, you articulated about what you believe in, Sean, is exactly what a good chunk of the country believes in, too. And and Trump was merely the messenger. The message resonates, and it is here to stay. The key thing now is refining it, and our friends who run the Senate don't really get that. they are, They are living in an echo chamber, and they're going to pay the price, I think down the road Matt,
0: what what sure i'm interested what's your take on that i don't you know when we can go back to reagan and california was in play pennsylvania was a republican state uh same with for the commonwealth of virginia the rust belt michigan wisconsin you know uh these were all republican states and when we now not only did we these states become purple many of them um or or just right down the middle But a lot of these states, too, now we have to fight for Georgia. Now we're going to have to fight for North Carolina. And if trends continue fighting for Texas within the next five to ten years, how do you win under those circumstances?
14: It's going to be difficult, but but populations do shift. And I will say, to Craig's point, I am beginning to see a shift in California. I don't know if it's going to happen right now, but I think what they've done in that state and the degree to which people have suffered – is going to have an effect for years to come. And a lot of this is based on demographics in states like Georgia, and you just can't change demographic shifts. But I think the political shift is beginning to start in, in, in places where you would never expect it, like, like California, maybe even a little bit in New York, a little bit.
0: Uh, but uh, that, Matt,
13: okay. Matt, also bear in mind, sorry to interrupt, but we clawed back four congressional seats from the Democrats, Sean and Matt, this last cycle out. That's true. Uh, statewide referendums, we turned down higher property taxes and turned down quotas on a statewide basis. We saw this happen before in 1978. It was called Prop 13, and uh, Governor Jerry Brown was a Democrat and was the governor at the time. So
0: Prop 13, and there was Prop 187. I remember that one, too.
13: That's right. That's right. So there is a populist streak here in this state. Libertarian, I should really, truly say. Um, so don't... Uh, I'm, I'm keeping a candle lit. We'll leave it at that. All
0: right, Craig, thank you. Matt Towery, thank you. We'll have you guys back soon. When we come back, we'll hit the phones, 800 941 sean our number. You want to be a part of the program. We'll continue. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast.
0: All right, 25 to the top of the hour, eight hundred nine four one. 941 little scary Israeli ministers, according to a report I saw today, summoned to a classified cabinet meeting over an urgent national security matter. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, does anyone really think it's a good thing that, let's see, Joe Biden has called China, he's called Russia, he's called America's enemies. He hasn't had time to call the Israeli prime minister now republicans are saying okay you spoke to russia you spoke to china but you're not speaking to israel on top of everything else that we know about how the israelis were treated in the biden obama administration all right let's get to our busy phones here uh all right shannon oklahoma has a disagreement with me of some kind i am ready how are you shannon glad you called
8: i uh thank you sean for taking my call i don't know if it'd be so much of a disagreement Uh, as much as just a concern that if Trump were to run again, uh, I'd I'd see a a split vote. I'd see a lot more uh, contention within the Republican Party. Uh, I would like to see Trump get more behind the next generation of Republicans, Uh, not to be too cheesy, but maybe an apprentice, (laughs) Uh, getting behind somebody and using his influence and using his uh, voice to promote moving Uh, towards somebody that would appeal to the Gen Z uh, generation that's coming up now.
0: Well, it's I don't know what the the president's plans are in the future. Um, I have had a couple of conversations with him since he's left the White House. And uh, I don't know what he I don't even think he knows yet what he's going to do. Um, he's been yeah. uncharacteristically quiet in terms of media. Part of it's being deplatformed, but I also think it's a decision the president has made. He did put out a statement after his acquittal on Saturday. Um, you know, there, but there are certain things that we we all need to learn from Donald Trump that worked. First and foremost, yeah. it's the agenda, and I, I, I just got done saying to Matt and Craig. In the last half hour, I got done saying to them, hey, guys, this, this is simple being a conservative. It's not that complicated. Lower taxes, less bureaucracy, so we have more manufacturing. Uh, I would add to the list, which I didn't add earlier, I would add to that list, you know, affordable and, and innovative health care like concierge care, health care savings accounts, cooperatives. Those are good answers. Fixing America's schools. Maintaining law and order constitutionalists on the bench, energy independence, uh, secure borders, uh, free and fair trade and peace through strength. It's not that complicated. Um, uh, Okay, most most Republicans probably are pro-life, too. You can add that to the list. Yeah. Uh, But but I think most Americans are also libertarian and they want to be left the hell alone by their government. How do you get that message?
8: the the next generation of voters that are coming up.
0: Well, I Bernie just gave Sanders it to you. It's not complicated. To
8: the Gen Z, uh, Bernie Sanders was very appealing to the Gen Z. They just didn't get out and vote. Uh, and of course, no, they, they actually like
0: did get out and vote. I mean, I I think a strong argument could be made that he was totally, completely railroaded twice in his primaries. But you know, there's no point going backwards and thinking about it. And the other thing that I think there's a lesson with Donald Trump is. Look at the crowd that showed up spontaneously in Florida yesterday on president's day. And I I couldn't believe it myself. I mean, it is a phenomenon. What is it about Donald Trump that people like my first, my gut instinct more than anything else is that he fights for the promises he makes people. I also believe find it pretty darn refreshing that somebody is speaking their mind and not giving us Washington talk, swamp talk, and he never was a part of the swamp. I mean he's his success speaks for itself. Conservatism, when implemented, works. And he was a force of nature. He went in like a, a disruptive, you know, this 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 tornado like force of nature and and he just, you know, shocked the whole system. And I think the system needed to be shocked, frankly, and it could and Frank, it needs more shock, not less. You know, you know how many Republican senators won't come on this show? Linda, how many times do we invite Republican senators on the show? They don't want anything to do with speaking. They don't want to come on TV ever. You might wonder, well, why do you always have the same people on? Because they're the only ones that say yes. And the others are too timid and afraid to take a stand and go fight. And the American people want people to fight for them. You know, I, I tell you where Republicans ought to be. They ought to be fighting right now to save these jobs that are being lost, high-paying career jobs. Our fellow Americans are getting pink slip after pink slip after pink slip. And I don't hear anybody championing their cause. I mean, it's, it's sad. This, this is This is self-inflicted stupidity and it's pain for re- our fellow americans these are career jobs the specific training skills that you can't just move over to to windmills and and wind turbines or whatever they're called anyway i'll give you the last word
8: oh i just wonder are you receiving the same uh, reaction from the the younger uh, senators the younger politicians that are coming up are they are they just as afraid to come on
0: if no so, republican guess, in history ever came close to 75 million votes, not even close. And no no incumbent president in modern times has ever gotten that dramatic an increase in the number of voters from the first term. So with all the four years of hell that they put Donald Trump through, people went out and voted in numbers that we'd never seen before for an incumbent.
8: But look at the, the measures and the, the drastic uh, effort put in by the left for the election to make sure that they want it. Do you? Yeah. Do you well, be Trump if if we be that front runner again. Do you not think that they would still come back with just as nasty, a, a, a trickery that they did this I, time? I,
0: I don't care who the Republican candidate ends up being. That person is going to be characterized by the mob, big tech and the Democrats as racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, that want dirty air, water, and, and kill grandma and grandpa in a wheelchair and throw them over a cliff. That, that That's that's their playbook. That's what we see every two and four years. It doesn't matter who you are, what you stand for. I mean, yeah, you know, they did it to Mitt Romney for crying out loud. It's his now his new best friends. That's how they treated him in 2012. So... You know, it's it's just interesting to me. But anyway, you raise good points. I think it's the principles of conservatism championed by somebody who means what they say, say what they mean, and fights for those fights for the American people to have the ladder to success and fights for the cause of liberty and to get government to the extent possible off our back so we can do what we were born to do. I don't think it's complicated. Anyway, good call. Peter, North Carolina, next.
9: Hey, Sean. Good talking to you. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, You just talked about Trump being a disruptor. And I had this weird idea a couple of days ago. I'm watching the news and I'm from California. We're now refugees in California. We're in beautiful North Carolina. We actually moved out here exactly four years ago when Trump got elected.
0: Good for you. I love North Carolina.
9: It's beautiful and I love it. Would never want to go back got a lot of friends back in California and I talked to them and they go there is a serious resentment against Gavin Newsom right now you know and he's going to get recalled I was there when Schwarzenegger got got in when they got Gray Davis out and that was over a stupid car tax and the ballot was like 186 names on it my idea is my thought is President Donald Trump should run for governor of California
0: and basically
9: <laughs> no. Just stick it, move in next door to Pelosi, and he'd be the governor. And based on all that Gavin Newsom's done, executive orders is apparently the way to go. He could mimic Joe Biden and sit there with a stack on his desk on day one, Twitter, million-dollar fine for censorship, you know, shift, shut down, reason. I mean, he could literally cause havoc for everybody there.
0: Look, and I, don't, I, I think years- in a lot of ways, I understand what you're saying. Um, he's been the president. Why would he become a governor? It'd be a huge step down for him. And look, he doesn't need any of this. I mean, there's there's a big part of this that was extraordinarily unpleasant for him and his family. And I, I frankly feel sorry for all of them. And I think good people are going to forever resist any any desire to want to do good in the political arena because they they know what's gonna happen. Democrats are not gonna change the playbook isn't gonna change so you have to be willing to step into the arena the octagon every single day and get the living crap beat out of you every single day um to a far lesser extent those of us that are conservative on air we get we're in the octagon getting the crap beaten out of us every single day there's hardly a day that goes by where i don't have to deal with it um you know you'll you learn to live with it there's always an upside and a downside to any business right yeah
9: absolutely i think but donald trump is a fighter he is now prepared knowing what he's going in for and he could disrupt i don't california know if he
0: could win california. california i really don't know i'm not i don't i don't see it yet and i know that people in california are pretty ticked off but you've got some loony left-wing radicalism you know, you, you got Los Angeles, you got San Francisco, Oakland, you got pretty liberal areas of the country. And I, I, they would come out and force to stop them. That's my that would be my guess.
9: It wasn't. It wasn't the majority vote. It was you have to have one more vote than the next guy. 186 people ran. Schwarzenegger got in because of name recognition. Trump would only need to get one vote more than the next. guy. It's a shoe in for him. If Newsom gets recalled, there was a two part ballot yes or no on the recall and if yes here's 186 names pick one and um because
0: Schwartz maybe, maybe you're right i don't up. see it but maybe you're right i and i am but i can't see donald trump ever doing that if it, i think his decision will be does he want to give it another run and if we will we'll know in two years two and a half years we'll know for sure and that's plenty of time it's going to be interesting that the the it was an article in Red State. The Democrats, the media, they can't quit Donald Trump. They need that. They, they just need their daily fix of, of rage and psychosis. Um, and when Joe gets boring after his 100 days of, you know, executive fiats and executive orders and bypassing an entire branch of government, uh, the media is going to be pretty darn bored and they're going to, like, deep down, they won't admit it. They're going to be missing Donald Trump. That's my prediction. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality podcast.
0: back to our busy telephones diana in utah hey diana k n r s rod arquet territory also the home of crown burger what's going on
10: hi there Sean, just wanted to get to the point. Um, instead of pontificating, I only have a short time and I want to be effective. And my concern is, number one, is that we all know and we have been trained and we have been educated for the last four and a half years of the behavior of the Democratic Party. And that behavior is called a criminal element from the top down and in your face and have admitted so and behave so in our face. Therefore, why are we trying to make reason with a criminal? And that's all of them, including the media. Therefore, we have to change our behavior because the only way you can change someone is change. Be- change yourself, So the dialogue's got to change now. And you, Sean, had mentioned that four years ago, not all all up until the election. If we lose this election, we lose our country. And you were so emphatic about that. And that's where I'm at right now. This is not a time that we can take and waste time. What we have to do is take action. And the action is, is this is for the American people. The message in all of this from Donald Trump that I see it is to initiate the original Fire inside you as an American. I was raised in Japan from my from five to fifteen. I was educated in Europe and graduated in Germany. Wow. I was there, but my parents told me this: "You are not Diana. You are an American. And as you live in this country, you will live and you will represent America and be the best American you can." And therefore, I'm sharing with the the public. Sean Hannity's on audience. You raise an American from the cradle to the grave; they get a social security. Card at birth. From that, you teach them, and you read to them, and you read the Constitution before they can even walk or speak. And by the time they're of age, they are going to know their country. And the thing for us to do right now is we need to get involved as Americans and get down into our towns and our cities.
0: Diana, if I if I keep going, I'm going to have to like hold you for the next four hours. Uh, but I will say this: Diana in Utah is talking about a call to action. Let me sum it up, Diana all hands on deck and the battle for liberty and freedom never ends and the and the and conservatism works these are principles worth preserving and principles worth fighting for and electing officials that advocate them is job one great call appreciate it diana Eight hundred nine four one. 941 shawn you want to be a part of the program devin nunes at the top of the hour and your calls also next half hour we'll get to a lot more
11: for our final News Roundup and Information Overload.
0: News Roundup, Information Overload Hour. We'll get to your calls coming up. Mike Lindell, uh, now part of the cancel culture here, there, and everywhere. We'll check in with him and get an update how his company's doing. Uh, now, we have a number of issues, rightly, that have come up. Now, I went through earlier in the program this whole issue of, okay, what is the chain of command as it relates to who is in charge of, of what happens in the Capitol? Well, the answer to that, as I've been telling you, that would be Nancy Pelosi. And if you're looking at the chain of command, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, according to Congressional Research Service, that's our source, the Sergeant of Arms uh, attends all floor sessions tasked with maintaining order under the direction of the Speaker and other presiding officer. And should an incumbent Sergeant of Arms not complete a term, the Speaker of the house pursuant to specific section, blank, blank, blank has the power to appoint an acting Sergeant of arms. All right. Now, what have we learned since the 6th of January? We learned that the Capitol police chief made a request for the national guard on January the 4th. And that request, why was it denied? He made a total of six separate requests and he was denied every time. And the Sergeant of arms, it, You know, did he get, for example, permission or instruction from your staff on January 4th, denying the chief funds request for National Guard? Now, these are all questions in a letter to Speaker Pelosi signed by Jim Jordan, Devin Nunes, James Comer and Rodney Davis. Now, we have other questions we're going to get to in a second. Then we just found out from Mark Meadows. He was on TV on Friday night that, in fact, days before January 6th, Donald Trump asked to have at the ready and mobilized, ready to move, 10,000 National Guard troops. Well, why weren't they mobilized? Why weren't they ready to go? Why was it? did it take 30 seconds to a minute to have our Capitol breached when every law enforcement agency knew ahead of time that, in fact, hundreds of thousands of people were going to march from the Washington Monument to Capitol Hill? They knew in advance. They knew the crowd was there the night before. Why wasn't it protected? Who's responsible for that decision? That's a big part of this equation. Uh, And we do need answers to this. Now, we have, for example, AOC. AOC said she knew a week in advance. Here's what she said.
5: A week before, one week before, the week prior to the insurrection, I started to get text messages that I needed to be careful. And that in particular... I needed to be careful about the sixth, And those text messages came from other members of Congress. Um, not, they were not threats, but they were other members saying that they knew.
0: Who are these members that knew and why wasn't there a huge call to have the proper security of what is an institution that, of, of the people? We've got to protect our institutions and we got to protect every elected official. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on at all. And Nancy Pelosi was asked by our good friend Carrie Pickett about capital security. No, oh, no, no, no. That question is a waste of time. Here's what she said.
10: As far as the impeachment trial is concerned, uh, Senator Graham said that if the Democrats call any witness that they'll be prepared that the Republicans will be prepared to call in the FBI and quote tell us about people who pre-planned this attack and what happened with the security footprint at the Capitol what's your response to that?
3: Your question is a waste of time.
0: Your question is a waste of time? Apparently not. Congressman Devin Nunes California's 22nd District uh, is one of the authors of this letter to Nancy Pelosi. A, a lot of other great questions in there as well uh, Congressman, great to have you back.
15: Thanks, Sean. And Well, uh, I didn't know AOC had all these people that uh, I had not heard that clip, that she knew a week in advance. Wow, that's uh, quite something.
0: Now That means, Congressman, you're not listening enough to the show. Three hours a day is all your friend asks. That's not too much.
15: <laughs> well, I just know that uh, I, I find it highly unlikely that, AOC received any text message from members of Congress that knew something that was was going to happen a week uh, in advance. Now, what we did know is the day before, uh, senior members of Congress were briefed on the concerns. I was actually briefed the morning of January 6th uh, by the Capitol Police. As you know, as the top Republican on the Intelligence Committee, now, I know the last four years it hasn't been exactly this, but we're supposed to be looking at foreign operations, not domestic. Now, of course, the Dem- Democrats would love to do domestic spying on all of their political enemies, but uh, what you know, I think the Capitol Police, the reason they were coming to me, because they were wondering if I had seen any of the intelligence products that had been presented the day before. Um, I-, I knew there were some concerns. I hadn't seen the, the intelligence products, but look, clearly, Sean... This was one of those times when there was plenty of information to do a real minimum, which would be just to have proper fencing up. And if there was proper fencing, none of this would have happened. And historically... Well, wait a minute. I thought walls didn't
0: work, although now the whole capital is surrounded by a huge, well, fence wall with razor wire on top of it. Well, well, t-
15: two things, Sean. One, normally that, lo- that big fencing, double fencing is up, in preparation for the presidential inauguration. So I don't know why that fencing was not already up. I don't know, maybe they were waiting, but it seemed a little unusual it wasn't up. And then they had what I just call the, the bicycle uh, um, parking uh, little spots that were there. You know, they're like three feet tall that anybody can just, you know, jump over. Uh, that's that's all that was, that was there. So it, it, it leaves the question, you know, you had the intelligence before, you were briefed, you were asked for the, you were asked for the uh, National Guard to come in and fencing, you didn't do it. And now, and, I, and I'll tell you, this, there is no intelligence that I've seen, that I'm aware of, that there would be any reason to have one military personnel there at the Capitol, uh, or fencing for that matter. I mean, I'll tell you, Sean, nobody wants to go to the Capitol anymore.
0: Well, if AOC knew and now we know the FBI had advanced knowledge of this, I mean, Washington Post is saying that fake news. CNN is even reporting that Uh, now that we know that we had all this intelligence that, in fact, this was going to happen now that we have even video evidence. that pipe bombs were being strategically placed the night before. Uh, now that we know that some of the individuals that plotted and planned and schemed this attack on the on the Capitol and, and now did a, a tiny percentage of the people that showed up for the rally, were they caught up and did they join in what other people had prepared to do? Yes, and they're all going to pay a price. But but the fact that it was pre-planned takes away this whole idea that the whole thing was an incitement to insurrection, doesn't it?
15: Yeah, and one of the frustrating things that I haven't seen is normally. We would know exactly at this point, just exactly you know within within a few dozen, you know how many hundreds of people were in the Capitol, you know who were the people that broke the actual windows, you know because it's quite possible that that you know many of those people just walked up and walked right into the Capitol, right, and the doors were open. So you know there's a difference between someone who was just you know going to you know peacefully protest, they walked through the doors versus. The people that were using hammers and ropes and breaking windows, there, you know, there's a big difference. And, and that's where the focus should be put onto, is those people that, perpe- that perpetrated the Capitol. And also, what did Nancy Pelosi know, and when did she know it? Because, you know, Like you said, I, I wasn't aware that AOC knew this, but she, she knew it more it, it, faster than the FBI or anybody, Sean.
0: Well, and, and who did she tell? I mean, who's in <laughs> right. charge of security at the Capitol? Wouldn't that be Nancy Pelosi and she's in charge of the sergeant of arms? I mean, did, did Nancy Pelosi hear from the, the Capitol police chief that had requested days earlier um, the National Guard be uh, there? I mean, how did how did we have such a colossal screw up in a post 9-11 world?
15: Well, those are all the questions that we asked to Pelosi and, you know, clearly either her or her staff, uh, the buck stops with them. They're responsible. They're the reason that the National Guard wasn't there. They're the reason that the proper fencing wasn't up. And with as much intelligence that was available, and the concern that I saw in the Capitol police officers that morning, uh, you know, you had to know that there was a there was a, a concern about a possible breach of the Capitol. I mean, that's it's just it's just clear. Now, look, this AOC thing a week before, Sean. I mean, I just find it highly suspect highly, highly highly suspect but then i you know what i that.
0: actually don't i'm i'm giving her the benefit of the doubt i mean <laughs> I I, I, know, I, I, if she if she knew something and, and now the next question needs to be to her what did you know, well, know. and who told you who are these congress people that told you
15: yeah yeah exactly that's right she should be questioned on this uh, maybe nancy pelosi's a 911 tile commission uh, clearly, they need to bring, bring uh, AOC in and ask, uh, ask what, what does she know, when does she know it, and who told her? I think you're, you're well, you exactly want my right.
0: prediction? That, that commission is going to—all it's going to do is look at Donald Trump. They're not going to ask the questions that you rightly ask in your letter with your three other members, including our friend Jim Jordan.
15: Yeah, that, that's right, and that's the concern with the commission— Um, You're going to have to put on, you just can't let the Democrats decide who to put on a commission, because commission is only successful if you truly get people uh, on there that are going to try to get to. Let me guess. Jamie Raskin,
0: Adam Schiff, uh, Jerry Nadler, um, Maxine Waters. Who else are we going to put on the commission? There's my guess.
15: Well, and it doesn't really matter, Sean, that they're going to put, they will put leftists on there. You know, it, it, it won't even be the big names, but you're right. At the end of the day, this will be a whitewash, and it's, it will be, let's just target Donald Trump, because that's what they're good at. And, you know, really, this is what I said when I started out with at the beginning of this, of this segment here. Uh, where are, we should know who the, I mean, look, there's 100 or 200 people that really need to be prosecuted for this. And, and why do we not know who they are? I mean, some of them we know, some of them have been arrested, but you would think that this would be that, that this would be a priority of the FBI, and they would be putting this out there, and they would be squashing a lot of this nonsense that's out there, that you know somehow you know this was a conspiracy with Trump and Republicans and whoever
0: well, else. And Director they, Ray should be willing to answer all those questions and and how did they miss all the intelligence, and if they had advanced knowledge, why didn't they act? All right. Quick break. More with Congressman Devin Nunes on the other side. 800 941 You want to be a part of the program. As we continue with Congressman Devin Nunes, let me let me shift gears on you a little bit here, if you don't mind. When we go back to the whole we're still waiting for the Durham report, I guess probably maybe on my my deathbed one day. We might might get news that is coming out. Um, we wait and we wait and we wait. Now we have. Justthenews.com, our friend John Solomon, broke the story yesterday, and that is an email. Then the email was from Jim Comey to James Clapper, and the email happened to be the day, now James Comey signed three of the four FISA applications, the original one which allowed spying on then-presidential candidate Trump, and on the day that he signed the second one, he's writing James Clapper that he cannot uh, affirm the veracity of this whole steel dossier. And we know that without the dirty Russian misinformation dossier that Hillary paid for as Andrew McCabe and others have said, James Clapper has said there would be no FISA warrant. And we also, you know, we now have Clapper and I'm sorry, Sally Yates and McCabe and Comey all saying, knowing what they know now they wouldn't have signed the affidavit, but they did know James Comey is admitting here that it's not verified. It says at the top of a FISA application, verified, and he's admitting the day he signed it for the second time that it's verified.
15: Yeah, so so look, this is, if you remember when we put out the memo, the House Republicans put out the Nunes memo back in early 2018, you know, we were aware of this classified information, but we couldn't talk about it, if you recall, because it was classified up until up until recently. So, so... And that's what really you know, drives me crazy with all of this, is that the DOJ and FBI knew back in 2018, they knew that document existed. They knew what Comey knew and when he knew it. They knew when we were putting this out on FISA abuse and, and other matters in that investigation. Remember they said that this was going to destroy uh, our intelligence capabilities. There's going to be all sorts of bad things that are going to happen. And this is why it was so frustrating and still to this day you and only a few people are actually reporting on the facts of this, and I think I saw you last night on your show, you know, where is, where is Durham? Uh, because, look, the, I think the future of DOJ and the FBI really lie in the hands of John Durham because he is going to have to bring indictments, uh, and, you know, I don't know if they'll be prosecuted. You know, who knows what a jury will do in, in Washington, D.C., but, but indictments need to come down, Or it's going to look like a complete cover-up, and I think it will be a slow, slow end to the confidence level in DOJ and FBI, if there's even any left with, with many of the American people.
0: I mean, it's unbelievable. Is that not the smoking gun email that he signed three warrants, but yet he knew for the last two, without any question whatsoever, that it was not verifiable and not verified? And it says on the top of that application, verified.
15: He he clearly knew, Sean. And look, anybody with any common sense, they all knew. They all knew what was going on.
0: Well, to me, he's saying, you know, that he should not have signed it by saying, I can't verify it. And you're signing it's that that it's verified. All right. Uh. Yep, exactly. Devin Nunes appreciate you being with us as always. Uh, and Devin Nunes told America the truth and Adam Schiff lied to America. That's the end result of it all. Thank you sir for being with us. Hey, um, by the way, Mike Lindell will join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh the attacks to cancel, you know, to cancel him completely is is never been higher. We'll tell you about it. 25 to the top of the hour. 800-941. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? Now, we were talking about the Lincoln Project and all of the huge problems that they now have. Uh, But remember the Lincoln Project. Um, It's getting pretty nasty. Talk about cancel culture, out of control. Remember, they were talking about specifically, oh, keeping a list of names of people that worked in the Trump administration for the purpose that they'd never get hired again. By the way, a second underage victim of uh, Lincoln Projects, uh, John Weaver, has apparently come forward, according to reports today, and that that whole company now seems to be unraveling. A lot of the money we learned now funneled into the 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 companies that are owned by some of the people that started the Lincoln Project. Um, why would you want what? Because you are you or have you ever been a Trump supporter? And if you have been. We're going to make sure nobody ever hires you. Is that the country we live in? Because I kind of want to live in the country that has free speech, even the speech where people rip me to shreds. If you don't believe it, go on social media. Just look at Twitter. Just look at any of these social media sites. And you, you, you can look for my name and you'll find it. And you're going to find the most vicious, vile, hateful things ever said. And you know what? Given the choice... I never would want it any other way. Have at it. Call me any name you want, attack me anytime you want. That's freedom of speech. That's free speech. I believe in freedom. I believe in liberty. I believe in you know the free exchange uh, open exchange of ideas, ideals, and opinions. Well, Mike Lindell, he had this huge he has this huge um warehouse in in Minnesota where he employs local fellow americans good paying jobs remember in the height of coronavirus well he was able to change on a dime part of their manufacturing capabilities so they could make n95 masks why because the country needed it and he wanted to help and he wanted to do his part okay you may not like his political opinions but i guarantee there are people that work for mike lindell that now if this cancel culture actually takes root and is successful that are going to lose their jobs and may not be able to in the middle of the pandemic when a lot of people have lost their jobs to get a good job. That's going to, that's going to pay them the same amount of money. That's going to impact people. It has nothing to do with politics. Are the products great? Or is it made in America? Great. Will you, will you give any credit for somebody that took a part of their warehouse, stopped producing and manufacturing the the goods and, and products that they sell every day to help the country out do you get any credit for that anyway it's cancel culture it's gone insane we now have two dozen retailers that have dropped my pillow i love the products you've heard you hear me raving about the products i fall asleep faster i stay asleep longer it works and it doesn't it, these products don't just work if you're conservative they'll work for anybody that uses them it's been innovative And it's helped change people's lives for the better. It helps you get the sleep you need, you want, you crave, you desire, and deserve. But now, because they don't like Mike's political opinions, now these big box retailers, 22 of them, and some shopping outlets, have now tried to silence Mike Lindell. He's been thrown off social media like the president's been thrown off social media. CVS, Dollar General, now have jumped on the Bed Bath Beyond bandwagon. And many of these retailers just attributed their decision to get rid of My Pillow products, which people love, one of the best sellers, because they don't like Mike's opinions. You don't have to follow Mike's opinions. He doesn't have a "Why I Support Donald Trump" label on a My Pillow premium pillow, but it's the it's the mere act of we don't like what you say, so we want to shut you down and shut you up. Well, I w- I don't want to shut o- shut o- off people or shut up people that attack me. I don't want to do it. I don't call for boycotts, I never have. I don't call for canceling shows, I never have. Going back to Bill Maher and his politically incorrect days, it was conservatives like me, Rush, Mark. We're the ones that stood up for Bill Maher. So don't fire the guy. If you don't like it, turn it off. If you really hate Mike's opinions, you don't have to go to mypillow.com. You don't have to buy the products. Mike's life, you know, ten years ago, he writes in his book, he he literally was a crack addict. I thought we celebrated people turning their lives around for the better. Talks about his faith a lot. He joins us now. This is now. I, I, what is the impact this is having on your business and your workers and people that have to provide for their families? Well,
11: we've been—you know—we've been through this before, Sean. And we—you know—I have twenty-five hundred employees that are. These are careers. They stuck. They come to me, I pay them well, we share, we have stock programs and stuff we do with them, and it's, uh, this is just shameful, and it goes back to, we've been through this before when I first met Donald Trump in the summer of 2016 in a private meeting, man, I went in there, and we, it was just him and I, we talked about making stuff here in the United States, and I told him I was a former addict, he says, well, I'm going to stop the drugs pouring in, and boy, I left there, and I, and a half hour later, I said, wow, if he completes all these problems, he'll be the best president ever. I went back to Minnesota and I did a press release going, hey, I met Donald Trump and, and, uh, um, you know, know, here's just a businessman, an ex-crack addict from Minnesota, and he wanted my opinions. Well, I didn't even tell him what we talked about, and it was crickets. No media called me, and then all of a sudden I was attacked on social media, calling me a racist, all these things. But what I found out, and I think people need to know, these are bots and trolls, and these are attack groups that attack and what's happening right now. So we've been through it. We've been through it many times with my pillow, but nothing to this magnitude right now, what they're doing, they are trying to cancel me out, cancel out my pillow and all these box stores that joined in. What happens is these attack groups went after them and said, you know, we're going to boycott you in their social media. If you carry my pillow, we're not coming in your stores. And these aren't real people. That's not their customers. So these box stores and these places that conform and cancel us out, they're as bad as the people doing it because it's not going to end. They're going to keep doing it. And then you had people like um, like Google, or you got Twitter and Facebook and all these platforms that, you know, they can erase us in a minute. But it, it even happened to me on Google. You know, I voiced my opinion. I put movies out there and stuff and put my opinion. Well, Google, when I go to Google my name, and I, I paid. I paid to have from so my website, MichaelJaylandell.com, can come up higher. And I've had it for five years. My my website. And here you Google your. You, I buy Google AdWords for my own name, and they charged me ten cents a click. Then it went up to fifty cents a click. Then it got up to a dollar click. And now Google says I can't even buy my own name after they took all my money. And Wikipedia, same thing. They attacked me there. I mean, this is. This is amazing that, that we can even let allow this in our country allow this to go on because the ones that are hurt are are the employees and uh and but they've been through it, you know, and Sean, everybody's stepped up so they are buying. The real customers aren't buying from those stores. They're buying direct right now and and it's um it's, it's helped. I mean, everybody's confident we'll get through this. But, man, they, you know, CBS, like you say, in Dollar General, they just joined two days ago. It's just like every box store is like, OK, we'll jump up. But then you got good ones like Walmart and uh, and Sam's Club. They're busier than ever because uh, they've stuck with us, you know.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I didn't even know you had 2,500 employees. I mean, these are people that have to put food on their table. They got rent to pay, mortgages to pay, car payments to pay. They probably all want to save a little for their retirement and, and a kids' college fund. And it you you you're making a great product. I mean, I, I have no problem ever. If 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 somebody's in a store and I know they have very liberal points of view or points of view that I don't care if I like their product, I'm gonna buy their product. That's it. Right. right. And I it, well, it should too, be that Sean simple. Too,
11: Mike yeah and sean you know of my employees we have every every race we have every political we have democrats republicans and you know in my place we have we have people that don't like donald trump or that like donald trump but you know what they put that aside when we come to the door we're like a big family and they're going why are you you know it, what's really showing here is people this isn't a political thing cancel culture is horrible it's, it's against all people. It's against what we stand for, free speech in this country. And, you know, it's like, I guess that's why the guys that speak the loudest, like, you're, you know, yourself, you get attacked all the time, you know, and that shouldn't be, that should, it should be. Um, I like the point you made when you guys all stuck up for Bill Maher. You might not like what he said, but
0: it, this is a country of free No, speech. it's even worse than that. I hate Bill Maher. I can't, I can't stand the guy. You know, but, but I really, but I don't want him to be canceled. I don't right, want him to be right. shut down. And, and he, he said horrible yeah, things about me. I don't care. I, right, you know, and, right. and, and, and the bottom line is, is that, you know, one of the things that I, I thought really was highlighted very well in this whole impeachment shift show charade, as I call it, is that, you know, all these Democrats and all their uh, insurrectionist language based on their definition of inciting insurrection... And you never hear word one about it. I think I was the only show to put together all the insurrectionist style comments. You know, look at your your state of Minnesota, Minneapolis. Right. Police yep. precinct is burned to the ground. People rioting in the streets. Kamala Harris, you know, tries to help raise money for those people arrested for being involved in this. Uh, to get them right. back on the street, we've now chronicled a number of them that have committed serious crimes because of that bail fund when they got released. And we on top mm-hmm. of that, you know, she's saying uh, you better you better beware. Take note on both levels.
2: But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And, and everyone beware. Because they're not going to stop. It is going to. They're not going to stop before election day in November, and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be. Everyone should take note of that on both levels. That this isn't. They're not going to let up, and they should not, and we should not.
0: Well, if we yeah. apply the same standards the Democrats applied to Donald Trump with the impeachment, well, then I, I would assume we're going to have a an impeachment and a trial any day now. But don't hold your breath.
11: Right. Right. Well, you know what I want to say too, Sean, this is these platforms that the, that the left has, you know, like your Twitter, I'll take Twitter. For example, they took down both my personal and my, my pillows, Twitter accounts. Facebook. I can't do live feeds on Facebook. They limit it to people I can reach out to. I did a test the other day. I can only reach one third of my family. I'm not stopping. By the way, I want to say this on your show. I will tell any box store that left my pillow that did this, I will never, I have 110 products now. I will never sell to them ever unless the management or the ownership will. Let me, let me, let me, let me pull you
0: back from the edge here. I don't think you should do that. I think that now you're, you, you've had a big religious conversion in your life and when the story is forgive them (laughs) father, they know not what they do. Right. I think, (laughs) I think, I wouldn't make that statement, and and you know what? If you can restore a relationship with a former business partner, don't close the door. That would be my humble well, advice. I, but what I, do I, I know? I'm I, just a dumb talk show. Host.
11: Right. Well, I guess I can forgive, but you know I can forgive. But you know I had a thing with uh, Target stores three years ago, and I had never sold them again. They were going, they were doing, they did a bad thing buying our own AdWords, cannibalizing. I mean, there's different different things. I guess you have to look at. I guess there would be exceptions, but. But I mean, for right now, I just th- I just think they need to know how serious they. Well, the is.
0: problem is not only can you uh, are they banning the sale of your product, but on top of that, then there then these platforms being deplatform prevents you from even advertising your product elsewhere and and letting people know right. to buy direct. And it goes beyond you, Mike. I mean, twenty five hundred employees. Right. I'm, I'm imagining you probably right. don't need the money yourself. I'm imagining that. Right. I might be right. wrong. You
11: no, know, I care about each. I
0: care but about I each. Ca- I w- but like I care family. about those 2,500 family yep. members that that need their jobs, yep. that are reliant on the the sales of of the products you've created, which are amazing products. Right,
11: and you know, you know, Sean, too. The uh, these box stores, I think, what they found out right away, and it's been very public out there. Is the the customers, their real customers, not the bots and trolls that attacked them that they thought were their real customers? These guys now are buying direct, or they're buying from, from the place that kept my pillow. So it does hurt them. We were their top selling products. I mean, by far,
0: I know. Every,
11: every single store and they and for them to make that decision. Right, I, I mean, I know they made it as a business decision, but it it really hurts. It hurts everybody.
0: All right. I'll give you a plug here. And I, and I love the products. That is and It works for me. MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell, thanks for being with us. Check out the Sean Hannity Square when you go there. Um, Unbelievable. That's going to wrap things up for today. All right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, Fox News. uh, Lindsey Graham on, well, what he and Ron Johnson have been saying, that no, the leadership in the Senate does not speak for the conference. Pretty interesting to watch. Greg Abbott on all that's going on in the state of Texas. Ari Fleischer, Joe Concha, Dan Bongino. And you're going to meet the guy. He's an owner of a brewery. All right, so L.A. County Health Inspector shuts his place down then goes outside and is seen dancing on surveillance tape. Set your DVR, 9 Eastern, news you won't get from the mob. Hannity tonight. We'll see you then. We'll be back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.